We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Football Friday on The Fan. Look, somebody! This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. Take the fight to them. The Fan. (laughs) Hour number three, Danny and Dusty with you. We were talking about Justin Herbert, right? And his his rib injury. Daniel Popper of The Athletic uh, just tweeted this out. Justin Herbert was asked if this is the most severe injury he's ever had playing football. And Herbert said, I broke my femur, and that was pretty bad. (laughs) And for those that don't know or forgot the story of of Justin Herbert, when he was a junior at Sheldon, the reason why Justin Herbert wasn't a five-star quarterback is because he broke his femur in the third game of his junior year. And in that, thir- in, when I say in the third game, I, I want to say it was like in early in the third quarter of that of that junior year. This was his stat line through three games of stats: six hundred eighty-eight yards passing on sixty-four completion percentage with ten touchdowns, zero interceptions, and then he also had one hundred and sixty-one yards rushing in three games, and then he got hurt, <laughs> broke his oh. femur. Justin Herbert was going to put up just insane numbers, and he broke his femur his, his junior year. There was like a buzz about him. I, I think they had a thriller against, I want to say it was Jesuit, mm. like in week two of that that year, like a double or triple overtime game where he took over, and uh, he he broke his femur. So this, not Justin Herbert's biggest injury, broken this, femur. This one might might hurt more. I don't know, man. That know. femur, that's the strongest bone in the body. I mean, I know. Have you ever heard, like, somebody break their femur, like, in person? Oh, you did. <laughs> you did? When you fell out of a plane, but didn't uh, everything break? Yes. Have you ever heard somebody not yourself break that fe- break their femur? Because it's always different when, like, it happens to you. Yes. I've, 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 the snap that it makes is It sounds gross. like a tree trunk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've... I've Unfortunately, I have been around for probably six to eight compound fractures. Oh. Yeah, outside of my own. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, no, it is a terrible thing. But um, the thing about, like, really, really bad bone breaks, yes, they hurt, but you usually get the adrenaline and the blackout pretty damn quick. Yeah. Breaking a rib 
you don't ever get that. The suck factor just stays peaked for the whole time. Now, traction? Traction sucks. <laughs> traction sucks something fierce. So I bet it does. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a not a not a huge fan of uh, of that one. But yeah, no, I, I I look at it, man. I just ribs suck because it never stops. Because it's every breath. Yeah, every and when you sleep, every you can't movement, move, you have to yep. sleep like sitting up. This yeah. sucks. All right, Ugh. all right. Enough Justin Herbert rib talk. Let's get to the beeves taking on uh, the USC Trojans. Hmm. This will be a six thirty kick. Um, on the Pac-12 network. I know people are upset about that. Officially sold out. Shut up. Shut up, Beavs. Well, it's 29,000. I'm trying to be nice. I wonder if this one would have been a sellout, though, if it was 43 and it was I hope so. I mean, it's the number seven team in the country with... You're undefeated. You're undefeated, and the uh, current favorite to win the Heisman is coming into your house. Well, this was... The tickets were they're, they're gone, and you can get in the door. I saw Oregonian had uh, seventy-seven bucks. Is For what SROs. you can get into the the door now on the secondary market. But look, there's only there's only four matchups across the country of unbeaten teams. Oh, can you guess them? No. USC, Oregon State, Oregon State is one. That one. Okay. There's no Michigan other... is playing Maryland. Maryland's undefeated. Shout out the Terps. <laughs> okay, you have. Uh, 21st-ranked Wake Forest is hosting number 5 Clemson. And they got their quarterback back. That's a good That's a, that's a, that's that's a, a good, good matchup, game. yeah. Sneaky good. And then the fourth one I don't think anybody would have uh, bet on at the beginning of the year. Is it an academy? No. Oh, is it? it is Kansas versus Duke. Oh, that's right. Duke. Yes, no. And, and it, In Lawrence. And, and Kansas-Duke is, is an unbeaten matchup. Sold out for the first time in... I want to say it was since like 2019, 2019 yeah. and only the second time since 2008 or nine. Jayhawk football, football school now. Legendary football school. I saw, also saw a graphic that the basketball schools. There were only two schools in the uh, in all of college sports that have not lost a football or basketball game in the last 200 days. Kansas, Kansas. Who else would have? Michigan State could have. It was a team that had a postseason ban. Arizona? No, Oklahoma State. Oh, Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. There you go. Kansas and Oklahoma State are the two uh, programs to not to have not lost a basketball or football game in the last two hundred days. And then there was the, all of the basketball schools. So North Carolina, mm-hmm. Duke, Kansas. Uh, there was two other ones that were in there. They're like a combined like eleven and one. Oh wow! Yeah, all about the the blue bloods are all. Uh, it was either they were one loss or they were undefeated. Oh, it was undefeated because the the loser of Kansas uh, Duke is going to upset that. Wow! Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, pretty nuts. All right, well, let's talk about this USC Oregon State game. Um, we talked about how USC's turnover margin is insane. They are yes. plus ten in turnover margin. They are really stinking good at taking care of the football because they are one of like five teams to not turn the ball over uh, this season. And that that's really saying something because of the fact of you've had three games. Now, you they haven't been the toughest games in no. the world. You play who's in front of you. But you've had some opportunistic teams. We, we, see, we saw front and center Oregon State fans for sure mm-hmm. what Fresno State's defense is capable, capable of doing and incapable of doing because yep. there's long stretches of that game where you just sat there and you're like, what is Fresno doing, doing right now? Yes. 
And USC did the exact same thing to them. But they can create turnover. Stanford, it's not like Stanford is a road apple. It is a Pac-12 game. Um, and they just jumped on them early because they got two turnovers. Real quick. The first two possessions of the game, and it was 14 nothing before Stanford even knew what happened. And to me, that is the biggest thing that Oregon State needs to do. Take care of the damn football. And win the coin toss. And win, win in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Win in the red zone. You have got to make... No. Sevens. You cannot give up threes, and you sure as heck cannot turn the ball over like Stanford did because one of those was what was it? One or both that of the interceptions from Tanner McKee were red zone interceptions um, against USC, and that just crushed and turned that game on its head. Momentum is a mother when you're playing a Lincoln Riley team because that offense will bury you if you give them extra opportunities. It's perfect as you point that out because Oregon State is uh, 100% in the red zone. Meanwhile, USC has the second highest red zone defensive percentage in the country. The, they are a bend-don't-break defense that either turns you over or forces you into long field goals. Because mm-hmm. that's what they have done is they have, when teams get close, they either get a sack attack for loss, or they get teams behind on downs and they get them guessing, and then they force long field goals and teams just haven't you know, you know, been in a position to take field goals, so they end up going forward on fourth and long. Uh, I, I think that Oregon State's ability to run the ball and play keep away, that's going to be what keeps them in this game. Not having Luke Musgrave is a killer. In uh, the ability to take those shots downfield, you have got Chance Nolan has got to be the Chance Nolan that we saw um, in that opener against Boise, especially with the efficiency in pushing the ball down the field and his willingness to do so, because there's one thing about uh, USC that has continued as as kind of this season has gone on. In each of the three games, they've allowed more passing yards than the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, now they haven't given up 300 yards yet passing, and I don't expect Chance Nolan to have a 300 yard passing day because if you're going to win, it is going to grind that thing out with Damian Martinez, Deshaun Fenwick as your workhorse back, and just slow and steady all day long. Because that has been the weakness of, of USC, is, is the run defense. But you cannot afford to run the ball if you turn the ball over and you get behind. But taking those shots deep, that's where Jonathan Smith's got to call a perfect game, and this team offensively yes. has to play the perfect game. You, you have to execute. And the thing is that the passing numbers are a little bit weird because – what ends up happening is, is USC gets up on teams earlier and earlier. That's, they, USC actually started off slow against Rice, mm-hmm. even though they ended up just absolutely demolishing them. They looked sloppy. They looked very sloppy in the first quarter and a half, and then, boom, they figured it out. Stanford, they jump on early, so they, you know, Stanford's throwing the ball a little bit more. They jump on Fresno State hard, fast, in a hurry. Yep. It was it uh, 24-7 uh, before they, got the, they, they muffed it and, got the three points going in at half, make it 24-10. But then you, you had Fresno State playing catch-up the entire time in the second half. So there's, they dropped back into that passive coverage, which they did against Stanford as well, which kind of made the score a little bit closer. So those numbers, you're, you're 100% right. USC has progressively allowed more passing yards, but it's, a lot of that has, because, has been because USC has jumped on each team progressively earlier and earlier and earlier. And the more that that happens, the more pressure that puts on you and the further that takes Oregon State out of their game plan. It is going to – I typically don't believe in this all that often, but it is, it is very important who wins the coin toss. <laughs> Isn't it that gen, wild? It genuinely is because if 
if you're Oregon State and USC wins the coin toss and they yeah. elect to receive, which is what, something they have done because they want to put you under no, you pressure definitely want to do it. very quickly. If you were Oregon State and USC wins the coin toss and you get the stop, what does that do to the momentum of the game? I'm big, man. It just brings it to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. There is, in like, I wish there was a situation where you could sit there and you could say, uh, hey, you can slow down Jordan Addison or Mario Williams by doing X, Y, or Z. Don't. Because that, that, that is, that is going to be a losing effort. Do not try to talk yourself into stopping the best wide receiver in the country. What you need to do is you need to s- slow them down by containing Travis Dye. Mm-hmm. And pressuring Caleb Williams, yes. force him to make make a mistake at some point because he has not been forced to make a mistake all season long. And if you can do that, better things are going to happen for you. But it, the most important thing that they can do as a team is run the football. Keep the USC offense off the field. That it. is the number one thing you can do. Keep Alex Grinch's defense on there for yep. as long as you possibly because they can. will break. They have shown that they are a bend but don't break. But they have broken a few times. And we saw we see this. And Alex Grinch has kind of adopted this, and Nick Aliotti was one of the first to do it, where when he was with Chip, he knew that the, the offense was going to be so quick mm-hmm. on and off the field that you had to be ready to be on there for long stretches. And you had to have, you know, he platooned his guys. But in when you're not platooning, it is you can create your own momentum mm-hmm. by you're on the field a lot, but if your offense is is humming – then that's completely different than being on the field because of the offense that you're going up against is grinding you to a halt, and they are sitting there getting four and five yards and then hitting the tight end on those little pop passes and then going over the top when you bring the safeties in to slow down the tight ends being leaked out. And like that is a completely different animal than being on the field for you know 35 or 38 minutes because your offense is just quick striking gone. Yeah. It it, it It is is a difference – changer and usc hasn't been put in that position yet they usc hasn't trailed at all this season period so when you're looking like oh they haven't played anybody do you know how hard it is to go through three games in college football and not trail do you take that uh do you take that like field goal if you're you got fourth and goal on the one you're just like we're gonna make them trap honestly getting something early showing that you're capable might be the best thing possible for oregon state yep all right beeves Trojan, 630, Pac-12 Network. I hope you get the Pac-12 Network, everybody out there. It's going to be a weird one. It really is. It's, it, listen, hey. I, I'm, I'm literally sitting here in a USC hoodie and hat, and I will fully admit to you right now from the jump, this game is going to get weird. And I hope it does. I hope it does because uh, it would be great for the Beavs. It would be fantastic for the Beavs. Um, as they look right now, uh, Oregon State, one thing that they will not do is they will not allow you to get the easy ones, right? They, they're sure tacklers. They're disciplined yep. football team. Uh, hopefully they can translate that to a, a far superior opponent. They're going to make USC, USC beat them. Yeah. They're going to make USC beat them. And that's, that's the, the best compliment that I can give Oregon State is that USC is not going to come in there and look at them like we're going to run over them. Uh, the, and look, the analytics – and this is why betters are all over Oregon State, mm-hmm. they have these two teams even because of the fact of Oregon State is a disciplined football team, yep. and they fit the profile of teams that have beat Lincoln Riley in the past. Uh, we'll see if they can do it tomorrow night. I'm excited. The rest of the Pac-12, though, it's a sneaky good slate 
around the Conference of Champions. Danny Dusty on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. All right, let's take a look at the rest of the Pac-12 games. Uh, you want to go in chronological order here? Yeah, let's do it. Time. 11 a.m. Pac-12 Network. You have UCLA at Colorado. Oh, God. Dumpster fire. You know, I, I did some digging on this one. Why? Uh... Because I like to find uh, at least one interesting thing on each Pac-12 game. It is the biggest discrepancy between two Power 5 programs in all of college football in total offense. Okay, The Bruins rank 16th nationally in total offense at 503 yards per game, while the Buffs offense ranks 127th in total offense. Just pain. It was pain everywhere. 245 yards per game. UCLA's offense averages twice as many yards as Colorado's does. You know, the the only other game that has a bigger discrepancy is UCF, and they're hosting Georgia Tech. UCF's offense, because they're non-Power 5 for now, in the American, they have the sixth most prolific offense 
Georgia Tech's is 126th. That is um, seven and nine. Bull- Do you know the the cool thing I found out about that game, which is not a Pac-12 game, but it's a four o'clock kick in mm-hmm. in Orlando, uh-huh. and there is going to be the uh, Starlink satellite. Uh, the Falcon 9, I guess, is coming back down. Okay. We're going to see it go over Oh, the no, it's launching. It's launching oh, okay. so, at, at 7.32 p.m. At Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Yeah. And you will be able to see uh, from the field at UCF, which they call the bounce house, yeah. you will be able to see the rocket launch from the stadium as the game is That's ending. That's rad. Because it the game is going to end at around seven thirty. The launch is at seven thirty. Oh, you can actually see. Oh, that. Okay, so if you're looking, Dusty's got the picture here right now. If you're looking, like if you're at the fifty yard line, looking out of the stadium, you can see it. Like Cape Canaveral is fifty yard line. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, so that's going down at that game. And it, the way the skyline is in Orlando, you can see forever. All right, uh, here's another fact that will lead you to UCLA blowing the doors off of Colorado in that 11 a.m. game. UCLA only gives up 18.3 points per game. Would you venture to guess what Colorado has allowed per game? 45? 42.7. That's very close, very close. So this game, by any stretch, offensively or defensively, is appearing to be UCLA to win by a billion points. What is the line in that game? Uh, I think it's 20 and a half. That doesn't right feel like now. enough. It is at uh, 21 and a half. That doesn't feel like enough. No, it really doesn't. Uh, 2.30 on the Pac-12 Network, you got another turd burger. Arizona takes on Cal, the Golden Jeez. Bears team that almost beat Notre Dame last week. Yeah, I'm pulling for Arizona because uh, that'll get my uh, my Arizona win over bet paid for right. right out of the gate. Do you want to, do you want to hear a little uh, optimistic Point on that? Yeah. Since 2010, Arizona is 2-14 and 14 in games where they score 10 points or less. Mm. Both of those wins are against Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Cal's got a good defense. They just they, they, they have zero offense. Which it happened last year. Yeah, yeah last year, which um, Arizona has won more games this year than the last two years combined. Because last year, that was their, their only win. They were one of eleven. God, that's, that's right. Well, and not only that, there was like twenty COVID players that were out for Cal. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, no. The, the, their one win was a sham win. Yeah. Uh, Cal, though, here's here's my fun stat for Cal. The last team to throw for three hundred more or more yards against Cal was over a year ago. Over a year ago. Good God! It was Sacramento State. Oh Sacramento State threw for four hundred and eight yards against Cal. No Pac-12 team, when they started Pac-12 play, threw for over 300 yards, nor have any of their three op- opponents to start the season. Cal's de- you were right. Like, when you say Cal's defense is good, no, it's but very their good. offense is yeah. doo-doo, they are. Yeah. They're very good. Um, after that, in the Pac-12 slate, after we get done with our clunkers, uh, we obviously have the USC-Oregon uh, State game, which we've talked about that one a, a ton, but... I got a lot, another nugget for you here. A win for USC would make it their first four and September since two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. That seems a long time. You know, not really, because they have found a way to fall face first into a bear trap every year. Okay, well, so you got that mm-hmm. seven thirty on ESPN number thirteen. Utah is at Arizona State. Um, 
This is a sneaky one. I didn't realize this. The Utes rank in the top 25 in both offense and defense. They rank 15th in scoring offense and 24th in scoring defense. Hmm. And there's only five other teams in the country that, that can say that. Who are they? I don't know who no. the other five teams are uh, in the country. I just found that little note. Uh, but they're 15th and 24th. I did look up, though, Arizona State and where they rank. Uh, they do not rank in the top 50 of either. Interesting. No, they suck. They, they do, but I didn't think the suck factor was that high. Well, I, I'm really interested to see how Arizona State responds this week, though, because of that report from Doug Holler of The Athletic. That they wanted Herm going? Uh, that coaches were actively working against Arizona State. Er. That is a... And it was just a, like a little line at the bottom. A little blurb. At the bottom of the article where it's like, huh? Like it got so bad where coaches were giving intel to other programs about Arizona State. One, that's a scumbag move. Yeah, it's dirty. That is a big-time scumbag move. If it is anything other than maybe acknowledging like injuries injury. injuries are, ha- are there, right? Yeah. Like. But if you're giving away game plan stuff because you wanted Herm Edwards fired, that's a scumbag move because then you're putting all of those players out there, you're making and humiliating them. Those kids that work their butts off, not not because of Herm Edwards, you know, because you want him to fail, but you're then humiliating the kids who work that want to play well and you're putting them at a disadvantage because you want the head coach gone, that's a scumbag move. A hundred percent. And speaking of scumbag moves, there was a note out of uh, azcentral.com, the, the paper down there, that uh, they're working themselves into a fervor around one Urban Meyer. Ugh. Yep. From hey. one train wreck to another. I said it. You'd literally have a devil for a mascot and a coach. So go. good luck with that. Um, we were, uh, we were uh, alerted to this, that Sean Aguano, the head coach, has ties to Linfield, went to Linfield mm-hmm. College. You want Sean Aguano's stats at Linfield? Oh, give it to me. 742 yards rushing, eight touchdowns during his senior year as a running back okay. at Linfield. He also had 118 yards receiving and two touchdowns that 1991 season. Multi-purpose back. Yeah. Back in 91. 1991. That's where they were. Linfield was co-champions with was... Lewis and Clark, yeah. and they beat him because it didn't, wasn't on the winning end of that one. <laughs> Those are actually pretty impressive numbers considering 1991. I mean, that's a season. I mean, it wasn't still 100 yards receiving for for a running back 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 then. Let's go. That's 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 touching the ball quite a bit back in 91. (laughs) Sure, you know what? I'm I'm on board with it. Let's let's go ahead. I'm with it. Let's. (laughs) I, I will go ahead and say yes to that. And then at uh, 7.30 on FS1, you've got number 18 Washington hosting Stanford. Which I think this has a sneaky opportunity to be a game. The last four times Washington has been ranked, Mm -hmm. they have lost. Two of those times have been to Stanford. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2019 and 2020, uh, it both happened against Stanford. Now, this is... And Stanford's coming off a bye. A bye. That's big. That is huge. They got two weeks of prep on Washington. But you know what Stanford does not have? What's that? Big Penix Energy. No. Have you seen the T-shirts? Yes. There is a T-shirt that is being sold now. That's a, it's, the, it's officially licensed with uh, Michael Penix Jr. 
and he gets 50% of the proceeds, and it says Big Penix Energy on it. I could get love. find it and throw it up on the, on the Because on the that was something that RG3 said during their broadcast. Yes. And so they made it. And so we got Big Penix Energy, and Stanford does not have that. They have Tanner McKee Energy. And then here's the thing. Uh, obviously, the last time everybody saw Stanford play was against USC before they got the week off. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Stanford looks, one, with the additional rest and the prep time but also not turning the ball over twice in the first four minutes of the game because that changes exactly how they want to play the game. I, I'm I'm really excited because you get Caillou Blue, too, um, who's going to be uh, in the secondary, mm-hmm. and McMillan has been absolutely stunning for Washington through the first three weeks. You've got two uh, nail the, secondaries. The freshman has been out, outstanding at wide receiver, too, uh, Polk. He was great last week for for the Huskies. Mm -hmm. And now you have only two quarterbacks nationally to have multiple 333-yard game or 330-yard games with four touchdowns and zero interceptions this season. It's Michael Penix Jr. and C.J. Stroud. Those... That's it. That's the list. Not too shabby. Those are the only two guys to have multiple 330-yard games with four touchdowns and zero interceptions this year. They are nasty offensively the Washington Huskies are. They are, and if I remember right, I believe Penix, yeah, Penix is second in the country in total yardage, behind only uh, Tulsa's Davis Brin, who Tulsa, they don't know what running the football is. Wing it. Let's go. 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Let's get to some NFL. we got some great matchups around uh, the league, including the one that George Kittle, the guy we were talking about earlier, will be a part of. Uh, And last night, my heart goes out to you. Here's Rust. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. I can see why you think you belong to make you think and let you see one thing for yourself but now you're off with someone else and I'm alone all right uh, college see, we've got NFL chatter that we got to get to now I'm really looking forward to the Sunday night football game uh, in it's got two teams that feel like they have a ton to prove and it's only week three. In the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo back at quarterback heading to Denver against a Broncos team that needs to get out of their own damn way. And just, Nathaniel Hackett, let your players play. Yeah, is there is there ever been a time when a coach would coach less than Nathaniel Hackett right now? Ooh, that's a really good point. Uh, just let you guys go and be dudes. Yeah, just maybe don't. I mean, because whatever he's been doing hasn't been working. And that is that is very fair, and that's a great point. But at the same time, it's almost as if we don't allow these guys to um, – we don't allow stuff. them to grow as coaches, right? Like Nathaniel Hackett is being labeled as this stooge that doesn't know how to manage a game. Well, n- no, because this is the first time he's ever done it. And this is why guys – you know, we see retreads time and time again, and it is so incredible to see a guy just step in and be flawless and be uh, Sean McVay. Yeah. Right? Most guys are a Brandon Staley, right? He got criticized. 
last year. And rightfully so. And if he doesn't win this year and he gets in his team's way this year, he may be gone. And he's been a really good coach. Josh McDaniels in Denver went to the playoffs, won a playoff game. Game and roster management, horrific. Yep. And might not have learned very many lessons from that. As it appears so right now. And some of the criticisms can be right. But it's also there's guys who grow and they get through things. Bill Belichick, Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. who wasn't fired in Cincinnati, but Andy he Reed. figured it out. Andy Reid, Pete Carroll is a great example of it. Like Andy Reid is is a really good one because his game management it was a joke. It was how many timeouts timeouts he ended up taking home with him mm-hmm. instead of just call a damn timeout, give yourself a chance. Nathaniel Hackett can grow through some stuff. But the problem is they're in a position because of the rust trade where growth probably isn't going to be allowed. Mm-hmm. Because of rust? Yes. That sucks. That sucks for Nathaniel Hackett. And uh, by all accounts, seems like a good dude. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers likes him, which may, some may see as a knock. I actually see it as a plus for him. Because if you can get Aaron Rodgers like you, you must be actually a pretty likable guy. Because he doesn't like anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He always finds a way to get get uh, get uh, under people's skin and have them get under his. Other games that uh, you like around the NFL, what are you liking looking at this week? A Bills-Dolphins game is going to be awesome. That's the game that I'm looking at as far as like as uh, the entertainment value, and I hope it lives up to the billing. Um, but just taking a look around the NFL, if the the slate this week isn't, I don't think nearly as good as it was last week in general. That 10 a.m. window is going to be a lot of exciting finishes. You have New England and Baltimore, which I think will be a better game than than some think. I, I'm I'm on the other side of that. I think that's going to be a boat race. I I think the Patriots are going to get run out. Their defense will keep them in it, and uh, it is in New England. If it was in Baltimore, I may say something a little mm. bit different. Uh, but New England's defense is good. Their offense is atrocious. I mean, Houston, Chicago is is an abomination. Isn't that bad? That's that's this. It's it's suck bowl twenty twenty two. That's a really bad game. It, it is. And then not to be outdone, you have Atlanta, Seattle in the one thirty hour. And you just that's have a, a suck off. Yeah. That, that's that's a, you know what? It's a bad drop. That that drop is perfect. Fits really well. It right fits now. perfectly. I mean, it's it's. Tremendous. What if I spin this one at you though? You get Lions Vikings. Didn't think that would be a good that game. Is, that That's going to be a great game. game. You have you have Bills Dolphins and you have Lions Vikings in that 10 a.m. window. It's going to. I think we'll have three games that are going to be interesting in that 10 a.m. window. And I don't know why uh, people are throwing money all over the Colts like they are. But apparently the Colts and Chiefs game might be okay. I don't see that one. That one is the weirdest line to me of the weekend. It's only five and a half. For Kansas City. Yeah. What have the Colts shown in here at all? Well, they lost to the best team in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got their arses handed to them. 24 nothing. You know? I'll tell you Matt what. Ryan looks incompetent at quarterback. Well, uh-huh. their defense, I don't know why they're not more effective running the foosball, but then again, when you're down 24 nothing, I'll say they, they haven't given the ball do? to Taylor's barely touched the ball. I'll tell you what, the game that I probably am most interested in outside of Buffalo, Miami, and there's just, it'll be impossible to watch, Philly, Washington. Does, really? And it's, it has nothing to do with Washington. It has everything to do with Philadelphia. 
Are they going to go out there and just mop the floor with Washington and be a team like? It'd be good. Like, are they that team? Yep. Is Jalen Hurts going to continue doing what he's been doing and just mop the floor of that team and take over that division? I'll throw you <laughs> one more at Carson you. Wentz has the second most passing yards in the league. Yeah, he does. Yeah, well, he and Kirk Cousins can have. We can have Kirker yards, and we can also have Carson yards. Uh, one game of two teams trying to figure it out. Rams cards. Yeah. That one's going to do something for me. Yeah, no, that that one will. Um, I, I guess I just kind of blank out the Cardinals just because of last week. The the I, on Twitter somebody said uh, I was told that Kyler Murray and when they played the last play, the two point conversion play, Drunk it looks like a toddler who stoles to your cell phone and runs away mm-hmm. from you. As a parent, uh, I can't get that out of my head. That is what a toddler looks like when they steal your phone and run around with. He's it. got a distinct waddle. It is very he, he, weird. He's got a butt wiggle. But That's he's what fast. it is. No, he's fast as hell. And I don't get it. But he's got a butt wiggle. It's very, it's, it's, yeah, hard. It, and it's you like can't... a lot of trunk motion. Yes. Like he's like swinging side to side mm-hmm. up with his it, very, very fluid hips. Oh, man. Greasy, greasy hips. Um, but yeah, this slate is very meh. Nothing great. I mean, are you, are you going to get sucked in by the uh, Rodgers Brady matchup? Yeah. yeah. Because I have the over. Oh, okay. 42. I don't feel confident in yeah, it. There's no I, receivers are playing. No, no receivers are playing at all. None. No, I think like eight, eight, or, eight or questionable or yeah. out. So one of them for sure, for certain with Mike Evans being suspended. I think the biggest question for me is the storylines. Is are the Raiders or the Bengals, are they going to figure it out? Either of those teams going to figure it out. Is Miami for real? Is Philadelphia for real? Um, how bad is Chicago? Mm-hmm. Like, are they oh. lose to Houston at home bad? Yeah. Not get lucky in a monsoon and stumble into a win against the 49ers? Yep. I think, again, I, I'm looking mostly at storylines as opposed to actual games as a framing device for the rest of the season. Yep. 503-250-1080. That'd be the fan text line. Danny Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Danny, can we both say, I feel so sorry if you had the Steelers plus six and a half. Oh, that's a bad beat. Or, and or, the under at 40 and a half last night. That's a bad beat. That was a horrific beat. And actually, we both know somebody who had that, had that, had six Steelers six and a half and the under of 40. And it's a, it's a brutal one. Eric Gunderson. Eric Gunderson had uh, that. Gundy. He, he said that he had a moment there where plus six and a half and under 40 and a half and I were walking off into the sunset. He does love his parlays. The final play of the Steelers. Brown's game was lateral horrific and it ended up being recovered in the touchdown or in the touchdown in the end zone by the Browns where 23 to 17 at 40. So if you had 40 and a half, which was the, which the was hook. the line, got the hook, you had the half that pushed it over and the line was six and a half and you had it at, Three or you had it at six mm-hmm. with the loss at twenty three seventeen. You had a half point on either side, and that play screwed you over. 
That is brutal. Well, first of all, why are you betting on Brown Steelers? Because it's America, and our freedoms and liberties of uh, gambling have now allowed us to do that, Danny. Hey, listen, it, it, allowances can be made, but choices still have to be thought through. It's Thursday night football. It is the only action that we had. What listen. Do you, what, okay. Would you rather me bet on Virginia Tech versus West Virginia? Yes. No. Yes. Nobody wants that. Yes, I would rather Wait, bet was that on, even the game last night? Yeah. It was, that yeah, was the game? Yeah, it was the ESPN game. Okay. I would rather bet on that than, than a Mitchell Trubisky game. Nah. If you take away... Nah, give me Mitch versus Brissett. If you take away the, the Pickens catch yeah. last night, the, the most insane catch I maybe have ever seen. It was up there with Odell's. You know, uh, Trubisky threw for like 160. <clears throat> yeah. Or one, but, 152. But that long one was sick, though. But that's it. I mean, like, my God, all the all the talk this week was how the Steelers were going to turn up and get more explosive and really open up the playbook, and that's what you got. Like, that is horrendous stuff. Horrendous stuff. Yeah, well, it's Mitch Trubisky, man. And that's why you had the under. Why you had the under there? Yeah, I guess it's it better there to for bet the, the under than to bet the. I guess if you're betting overs yeah. on Trubisky and the Steelers, yeah. then you're a real sicko. Yeah, see, if it, you have overs and yeah. it's Brissett and Trubisky, then yeah, you, you got a problem. And that was what the, the the straw that broke the camel's back there was. The forty and a half, man. Those guys in Vegas, they sure know what they're doing. I also saw that uh, it was a big one for fantasy football. Um, it, it had some big fantasy football implications. Field Yates had a tweet that because of that last play and all the the yardage, and what they do is they end up uh, like calculating every lateral and how far back they went. Mm-hmm. So Najee Harris had minus four yards, and he gets credited for the fumble. So the fantasy scoring is minus 2.6 points. Oof. And then Chase Claypool had minus six yards on, on it. So that's minus point six points for him. Oh, my God. The Browns special teams and defense got a touchdown and a fun fumble recovery, which is eight points that they got. And then Deontay Johnson, <laughs> he got one catch for eight yards. So he got 1.8 points for that play when they ended up losing the football. So, like, there could be teams that just absolutely lose because... Has there ever been more robust scoring on a single play in NFL history? I don't know. My God. I don't know. I don't know. But everything counts. The NFL stats, they count everything. So instead of that just being singular. Yeah. So instead of it just being like, hey, Najee Harris fumbled and the Browns scored a touchdown, you get plus and minus all over the place with that scoring. So another reason why I I don't play fantasy football, I would have thrown some at my TV if that's why I lost. That won and or lost games for somebody this week. A hundred percent. It will. Oh, man. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. uh, That does it for us this week. We got uh, primetime coming up next with Isaac and Suk. Both of them are here and on time. Huh? Yeah, not delayed by uh, the rail transit system. Yeah, they are. They are both here. Patrick Harris is here. He looks been on the couch and he, he's, he's up and at him right now wow, just throwing him under the bus well no he was taking a nap yesterday so he's awake now a little naparoonie yeah and uh, the guys are ready to rock and roll you my friend i want to wish you good luck because it will be a very hard monday if oregon state oh, beats uh, usc I, I am fully aware of the hole that i have dug 
I embrace it. I am like I am very much Michael Jordan esque. I yeah. talk my s when the score is zero zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we will. This is going to be a great weekend of football. No, it is. Ducks and Cougs right here on the Fan at One Six Thirty. You got uh, Oregon State hosting get, USC. Get weird, Core Vegas. Let's go. All right. Up next, you got Prime Time with Isaac and Duke. Have a great week- weekend. See you Monday from noon to three right here on the Fan. Bye. I can get love. Grab that one. See if that's clean. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.